Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The Rich Eisen Show. 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 Yes, everybody. Welcome to this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. We are live here in Los Angeles, California. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Roku channel on select Samsung smart TVs on Amazon Fire TV. We are free to watch on the Roku channel through the Roku app, which you can put on any mobile device your heart desires. And then there's something called the Internet. (laughs) <laughs> um, and the RokuChannel.com is a way for you to check us out for free every day. We say hello to our radio partners, Terrestrial Radio, coast to coast. We're on the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network. We're thrilled to be partnering up with Cumulus on that, as well as our podcast, where the Cumulus Podcast Network puts our podcast every day. We say hello to those who are listening whenever they darn well please. There's the Odyssey stream. There's also Sirius XM, Sirius Channel 218, 202 on XM. If you're listening on that app, that's 992. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We're closing in on a half million subscribers there. We love everybody who takes in this show via YouTube. Um, and I, I hear from all sorts of people uh, on that front, including uh, recently uh, Joe Beningo, the long-standing uh, hey. late-night, overnight voice of uh, WFA anyway, called into, um, you know, when I was done with my 3 a.m. sports centers and things like that. He heard my take on Mike White, wholeheartedly endorsed it. <laughs> Left me this lengthy voicemail message yesterday because he saw what we did on YouTube. And I told him, hey, we're on the Roku channel too. See, I- I'm a team player. There may be an I and Rich and Eisen. Maybe Joe couldn't listen live, so he's I, catching up. It's, it, look. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah at, at any rate, uh, we say hello to everybody out there. And to you, Chris Brockman, good to see hey. you over there. I'm great. Good. How are you? Rich? I'm feeling terrific. How are you, DJ Mikey Diaz and D's Nuts? I'm doing Welcome well, back. Rich. How you doing? Welcome back. Where were you yesterday? Uh, basketball. I'll be doing that again today from uh, later today. Okay. But, so what, we get like a half a show? Or No, no, no. It's okay. But yeah, I'll be doing oh, Seton Hall hey. in my original high school gymnasium today. No kidding. They're playing in Walsh Gym in South Orange, and I'm oh. doing the second game they played last year in there. Yeah. That's I can do that again really today, cool, which is man. really cool. If those walls could pretty, only talk. Yes. If those it's walls could only cool. talk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, if With the fish underwater, the sea dance. What is it? What, what, what <laughs> is that again? The chairman under the sea. Yeah. Good to see you over there, TJ Jefferson. How are you, sir? Isn't that the best part of this show, Rich? You can listen at your discretion, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I do like it. Good to see you yes. over there, sir. It's good to be seen. Good the, to see you. Good. The candle is lit on this program. So um, I've been on quite a journey uh, emotionally uh, last uh, 24 hours. There's only a handful of teams that affect me emotionally. Um, 24 anymore. hours, though, Rich? Uh, 20, last 24 hours, TJ. Well, last Michigan. 20, no, no, no. Last 24 hours, I've been on a roller coaster here. Gotcha. And um, it all started right around, um, right around like 3 o'clock our time yesterday. Um, yeah, like, like right two, around three o'clock 30. our time yesterday, and I, it freaked me out for many different ways. Right there on my Twitter feed, somebody who I've known for a very long time, he's been covering baseball for ever in a day, certainly in the New York area. Uh, John Heyman tweets out uh, this tweet: "Arson judge appears headed to Giants." <laughs> okay, 
Is that a cousin? No. Nah. Arson <laughs> Judge. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, <laughs> I, I, it, it, John must have gotten some information there at the hot stove meetings down the road from San Diego and just hit arson. And the fact that Aaron might have been uh, autocorrected to arson, uh, maybe John and I need to have a conversation. Once It's been a long time since we've spoken. But all I know is it was kind of fitting because if the Yankees lost Aaron Judge, it would be akin to burning their own house down. It would be akin to lighting a fire on the fan base, not underneath us, but on us. And it would be, in terms of uh, fan base management, fan base team relationships, for the lack of a better analogy, a crime if they would let Aaron Judge walk out with the amount of money the Steinbrenner family is sitting on with the amount of cash the Yankees generate through so many different ways, so many different tentacles of their business, that Aaron Judge would be allowed to walk. And then thankfully about uh, 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 an hour later, he he walked it back. He immediately deleted it because I guess somebody was like, hey, John, you spelled it arson. It trended. It trended. Very funny. But, you know, then I, of course, I looked throughout the rest of the Twitterverse and the Internet, ignoring my children in the process. <laughs> that, uh, I mean, because this is serious business. Yeah, priority. This is one of the few things where Susie would actually look at me for sports and go, are you okay? Like, she, she, she understands what this means. As opposed to, you know, can we all understand that we have a family to run here right now? Get off your phone. This, would, this is one of those things that actually gets above it. Because your True. happiness will transfer is, to your family's And happiness. it's not just that. We had, as a family this year, family. Michael K. was family. basically a babysitter to my children half the time <laughs> in September because we were nonstop watching, watching Judge. Game, and it yeah. was a generationally talented player giving a once-in-a-generation amount of enjoyment to an entire family. Like, we were locked in as was the rest of America, much to Sean McDonough's dismay on occasion. But it was really jarring to feel for a moment that this wouldn't happen because this, in my mind, judge back to the Yankees, is the only result that made sense to me. I know he grew up in Linden, California, which is just east of Stockton, which is east of San Francisco. And the Giants offered, as you mentioned on the show yesterday, nine years, $360 million. And apparently, Judge didn't want to leave after all. Because John Heyman, I guess he checked the spelling on this one, as he tweeted out this morning, Yankees were at $320 million for eight years as recently as a day or two ago. Once Judge told Hal Steinbrenner he wanted to be a Yankee but had more money on table elsewhere, San Francisco and San Diego. How about that? Where are they getting the money? Hal sealed the deal by bumping it another $40 million and one year, and voila. Judge basically did have better deals in hand and went back to the Yankees and said, I want to stay here. And the Yankees said, good, because we don't want you to leave. And to your credit, Hal, you channeled your your daddy. You, maybe you Ouija boarded him because he was <laughs> spinning in his grave about arson judge. And 
he did the right thing, which is pay the man, to use the phrase of the new Colorado head football coach, pay the man. And I don't care how much money they're spending. I don't I don't give a crap. I mean, it's their money, and if he wants to burn it like that, and by that phrase, I mean last year they offered him seven years, 213.5 million bucks, and Judge said, no thanks, I'll bet on myself, and then went ahead and proved how incredibly talented he is and how beyond valuable he is to a franchise that just watched him pass Roger Maris and has fan bases in chambers and showing up in robes, which they don't do for Josh Donaldson and the like. True. He's the only one who plugs in the Yankee fans in the same way that the core four used to or Mattingly used to or Reggie used to when I was a kid. Only one currently on that team who plugs into the fan base like that. They had no choice back last spring than to make sure he was taken care of and then didn't. And now it costs them two more years because it's nine years and he's 30 years old. Cost him two more years and we'll do the math for you. Another $146.5 million. And I can proffer to say even though I have no inside information that if the Yankees had met his number last year, it would have been less than $146.5 million more dollars, I would imagine. And you want to talk about arson? That's taking money and burning it. And the Yankees are fine with that, I guess, because the guy who made these decisions are Hal, who had to cost him up, cough it up more, or the senior vice president and general manager of the New York Yankees, Brian Cashman, who just got a four-year contract bestowed upon him. He's sticking around. And this was before judge sign. So, not my money. Cost them more money. But I say, yes, only answer that can be had. And good for you, Aaron Judge. Good for you. Because this is the smart decision to be made. Could have gone home to San Francisco? Absolutely. Could have been could have been hanging out with Tatis and Machado and Soto and Ron Burgundy and everybody else down there in San Diego. That would have been my <laughs> Okay, and it would have been much nicer climbs. I totally get it. But there's only one New York City and there's only one New York Yankees. And I know that sounds arrogant. Certainly for a team that has not won at all since 2009, I totally get you. But this is a guy who can just look behind him now and say, that Monument Park, my 99 is going to be there. My 62 home runs, that is going to be there. This stadium, I am basically keeping upright. The fans love me. I have now told them I made this choice. I made the choice to stick with you. It will be a bond that lasts forever. He will never have to buy a meal or a drink or a ticket to a show or a bus or a train if his courtesy car breaks down in the city that never sleeps ever again. And the trimmings that come with it, being the Yankee guy like that. Last John Heyman tweet to tell the story. 
Judge is very likely to receive the captain title as he should once Yankees deal is complete. God bless John Heyman. The L came up as an I. Somebody's got to proofread this man's copy before he hits send. But there it is. He's the captain, just like Jeter, just like Mattingly, just like Thurman. And John Heyman, unfortunately, did not give credit to the first person who broke the story. The first person was a guy named Jimmy Serrano uh, on the show. Uh, He's got his own show, I think, uh, in Las Vegas. You know, they made this guy a captain. Can you imagine that? Go figure it out. Made him a captain. I'm sorry. That's a show called (laughs) Sydney and Tony Darvo in the morning. That's what it's called. (laughs) I'm sorry, it's an overnight show. It's a midnight run, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> Got it. So, go figure that. They made him a captain. That's what you do. Yeah. And that's the only guy that they could sign. God bless Anthony Rizzo, who I love. Anyone else there? Glaber Torres, who might be out the door. Come on. There's only one guy who could do this. This was the only answer to the question that what would Aaron Judge do only answer. Now, I know the Red Sox fans wanted another answer. I know some of you Met fans wanted another answer. Not you, not you. But hey, whoever you are out there, buddy, who showed up to Queens in a Mets judge jersey, you, whoever you are, looks like Adam Scott <laughs> from behind. Whoever you are, buddy. That's arson judge jersey that's right ar- there. That's an arson, arson judge jersey. <laughs> sure. Arson judge. Orson judge. Whatever. You. I want somebody to find this person and tell them this message from me. You lose. Good day, sir. You lose. (laughs) I said good day. I said good day. Because the golden ticket was handed out by how only answer. And what rock do we need to kick over in San Diego? (laughs) To find out where all of this money is coming from. Did Petco give them like a gajillion dollars and every golden retriever is actually golden at Petco? Like made of gold? Is that really what it is? Where are some of these teams getting cash? Because I never see Machado's being paid. Soto, you got to have money for. Yeah. You got to have money for him, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to let him walk out of your door. A lot of money. Judge? Very confused. They still Trey Turner, want you come down here too? Yeah. This is a team that had Tony Gwynn and zero pots to piss in <laughs> for decades. There is that warehouse behind the stadium. What the hell? What's I in mean, the warehouse? Terry, Bened- is it Terry Benedict's vault? Yeah. <laughs> they might have found the vault. Like vault. On the Ocean's that. 11 anniversary, <laughs> by the way? Benedict. Seriously. They Benedict's vault? That is that a fantasy name? They found, they found some money back there. Bruce Benedict's <laughs> vault? <laughs> what the hell? Where do they come from? You butt out. <laughs> we'll see you in interleague games, guys. folks, with Aaron Judge sitting there. Hopefully not batting first. And that's the last thing I want to say here. Because it is New York. And the Yankees haven't won since 2009. They are the Dallas Cowboys of Major League Baseball. With all due respect, I should have front-loaded that, TJ. But it's the truth. I mean, that's a compliment. Honestly, I sat here talking about how vaunted the franchise is. And I appreciate you, Brockman, biting your, your tongue over there. Because the Red Sox are no slouches. And there are many teams who have won championships, plural, since the Yankees won their last one. 
So they got to win one, and they got to win one in this nine-year contract. And don't look at 99 and say, you have to win it. Well, what is he getting paid for? To do what he did. And what Cashman needs to be paid for is put guys around Judge who actually wait for it. I, I Again, I forget. I, I remember the lines from Bull Durham, right? You hit the ball. You catch the ball. Simple. And you don't lollygag around. Throw the ball. Simple game. And you throw the ball. Throw the simple ball. game. Sometimes it rains. Okay. So they can, <laughs> I have no problem with the way they throw it. And I don't have a problem with the way they catch it. I have a major problem with the way they hit it because they keep missing it. Let's get people who actually contact the baseball around Aaron Judge. I know you got Stanton for gajillions of dollars. And I know you just signed Rizzo. That's it. Everyone else, when you come on the New York Yankees, you must contact the ball and get on base for everyone else I just mentioned to clean it up. That's it. It's on Cashman now. Judge, obviously we're expecting him to do what he did last year to an extent. Can't expect 62 home runs every year. But what he did last year was stay within himself, and he didn't strike out a gajillion times. And he wasn't just either home run or strike out or walk. We actually saw doubles at him. We actually saw stolen bases at him. This guy's a baseball player. He's five tools, this guy. So, he's six tools, because his sixth one is because we adore him as Yankee fans. We got to have him. I mean, he did strike out 175. I now. totally get it. But he hit 311. He, he put the ball in play. Right. Whereas Stanton hit 211. Correct. And everybody else swings and misses around him. And it's terrible to watch. And it's on Cashman. And how? I don't want to hear it that you're over the luxury tax now and whatever. Because San Diego is spending money like half of those sailors walking mm. off the boats <laughs> when they're on shore leave. <laughs> down there in San Diego. I'm shooting people straight here. If the, if the Padres are like, we don't care. We don't care. Then the Yankees shouldn't. And you got Bobby Axelrod owning the Mets, giving everybody money. You so hide. I don't want to hear it. Thank you for signing, Judge. Thanks for putting another $40 million on the table. Let's. What else is now my next question? Speaking of Bobby Axelrod, Dollar Bill is coming to studio yeah, on hour number that. three. The actor Kelly O'Coin, who's here in Los Angeles, he's part of the Sterling Affairs. As you know, Ed O'Neill is playing Donald Sterling in this show. Oh, nice. Curious as to, yeah. you know, who, you know who Kelly's playing? Yet? I don't know. Bill's playing. I don't. I I do not know. We will. We will ask him. It's probably not Blake Griffin. Uh, actually, hold on a minute. I do know this. I should oh. look at my card. Hey, he is cast as the former Clippers president Andy Roser. There you go. Okay. There you go. It would have been. It would have been bizarre if I said he's he's playing DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, strange. I was hoping he was like Vinny Del Negro. <laughs> I was just about to say. <laughs> but he did wear a wig in the Americans. That's what I mean. Kelly O'Connor as Eric Pikowski. He is a diehard Blazers fan. We're going to talk Blazers basketball with him. He loves the Portland Trailblazers. Mm. When I say loves, that's loves. in all caps. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal. I've heard of him. Same He's going to be in studio. Uh, not in studio. He's going to be on the show in hour two. Uh, the documentary, who we had in studio, the director of Robert Alexander, directed the docuseries. It's episode three of four tonight. Shaq's calling in top of hour number two uh, to talk about his uh, doc, obviously what's going on in 
the NBA. Brockman Celtics are dynamite. Uh, the West appears to be kind of wide open. Yep. Um, uh, Chris Paul might return Wednesday night against your Celtics tonight. He might come back tonight, Chris. That'll be uh, uh, yeah, quite a, the game. We're on a West Coast swing right now. So uh, lots to talk about with Shaq, and I hope he's okay because last I saw him, he was uh, <laughs> hip-checked into a Christmas tree that was on the a, set of Inside the NBA last night by Kenny insane. the Jet Smith. That, so, bad things happen when those two race to the big board. Well, Just something bad is going to happen all, every time. I'm glad that Christmas tree didn't come down. How did it stand? I don't that know. That was my question. We will ask that of Shaquille O'Neal. That's a Redwood, Brockman. Uh, by the way, know. you know who's playing just up the road maybe tomorrow night is Baker Mayfield for the Los Angeles Rams. And by the way, hold the phone on 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 Jimmy Garoppolo being done for the year after all. So much to talk about on this show, but we're going to pause for our first guest coming out here in a moment um, in studio. Ryan Shazier is here in person. He's got a new show called, a new pod called Don't Call It a Comeback Podcast with our friend Damashek, and he will be here. Ryan Shazier's here on the Rich Eisen Show. Is there college football to talk about with him? (laughs) Oh, boy. Let me just check out my notes. He picked the wrong He's way bigger than you. You know that, right? I am aware of that. Okay. We are separated by a desk (laughs) when we come back. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best in class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit justcapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Ryan Shazier here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, don't call it a comeback podcast. Dave Damashek, who we know very well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a diehard Steeler fan. Yeah, diehard. So it kind of works right there. You can get that where all podcasts uh, can be acquired. New episodes drop weekly. Mm-hmm. And so let's just, uh, before we get to uh, to the podcast here, how did you get to Ohio State, Ryan Shazier? How did yeah, that so I, it's actually a pretty, a pretty crazy story. So I was... I was one of those guys that was that was blessed, you know, to be pretty good at football at yes, your age. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and my junior and sophomore year, I started to get offers. I grew up a huge Florida State fan, like really big Florida State fan. Um, my first offer was Florida State. So my first offer was Florida State. My second offer was Oklahoma. My third offer was Alabama. And my fourth offer was Ohio State. So it was just like at that time, I could pretty much kind of mm-hmm. – then they just started to trickle in after that. And – I end up committing to Florida, and Florida just recently won a national championship with Tim Tebow. The team was obviously transitioning. He was getting older, and Coach Meyer was there, and I thought it was close to my – from Fort Lauderdale, it was like Mm -hmm. four hours, four and a half hours, five hours. So I was like, it's close, but it's still far away. If my parents want to come visit me, they're like, hey, Ryan, we're going to come up there. They're just not going to drive five hours without letting me know. Of course. You know, so I was like, I can still grow, but if I need to be home, I can get there. So I was committed to Florida. Coach Meyer uh, resigned because of the health issues. 
And when he resigned, I had two weeks to def- figure out what school I was going to go to. I was committed to Florida for like a year and a half, two years. No kidding. Yeah. And I had to figure out what school I was going to go to. And he resigned in December. I was going to school early in January. I didn't I didn't, I didn't. didn't go to school in August like everybody else, or July like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I visited Ohio State and LSU. Both of them were at my school the day that he resigned. I don't think it was – I think it was just like God-given. Like they were just coming to the school, and then he just – while they were at the school, he resigned. I don't know if they knew, but um, I talked to LSU, and I talked to Ohio State at the time, and I was like, I'm going to have to visit this school within – 24 hours so yeah and by the way not during the summer either yeah it was in the winter yeah it was was, (laughs) okay yeah yeah, it was super cold sure um i'm gonna be completely honest my visit at at lsu was the better of the two uh when i visit lsu the the students were still on campus it wasn't hot i mean it wasn't cold it was it was it was colder than fort lauderdale florida but it wasn't hot Mm -hmm. i mean it wasn't cold um we you know there was partying and i i actually got to spend time with the team when i visit ohio state Back then, they were on the quarter system, or some yeah, quarters. So they everybody got out of school, but like December, pretty much the whole campus is gone. Nobody there. Nobody's on campus, and the team was getting ready to leave for the bowl game. So I, I spent like one day with the, my host, and then pretty much like my host that they gave me a different host because the rest of the team left to go to the bowl game. Uh, so you got a replacement host. Yeah. So like I, <laughs> the interim host. Yes, yeah, so I got an interim host. Wow. And, and when I visit Ohio State, it was negative four degrees. Oh, damn! And you still said I want to go there. So me and my dad talked on the plane. On the plane to Ohio State, I was like, Dad, I don't know why I'm visiting Ohio State. Like I'm going to LSU. <laughs> like I'm going to LSU. And he just basically said, he's like, Ryan, you already told him that you're gonna come. Just give him a shot. When I visit. The, the host that I had, and then the you know the other guy that was hosting me as well. I just felt I I I connected with them better when I spent time with the guys before they left for the bowl game. I just felt that Ohio State, the people that played there, it just felt it almost felt like almost like brothers to me without even knowing those guys. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys seemed like they came from the same upbringing. Coach Trussell was the coach at the time. And at Ohio State, it's kind of like Alabama nowadays and Georgia's nowadays. Michigan. Uh, Michigan is working their way up there. I don't know about that. I'm a, the team up north, they're working their way up there. You know, but but y'all aren't there yet. But if you start at Ohio State, if yes. you start at Georgia, yes. if you start at Alabama, you have a legit shot of making it to the NFL. Like, almost, you're almost getting drafted just because you started. Uh-huh. And so I was like, if I start here, I, I have a chance the the sure. to the NFL and you know I end up doing really well. So the headline is Ryan Shazier is that Urban Meyer got you to Ohio State. No, he, he got it after. But I'm just saying technically he, came after he got me. you to Ohio State because yeah. he left Florida. Yeah, but he and came, then and allowed you to to open the doors. Open and the to, door. So you know I'm just trying to connect the dots. You know you have to read the story to yeah, know yeah. That, what what the headline actually isn't saying. I have Ryan Shazier here on the Rich Eisen show. So uh, you call this podcast? Don't call it a comeback podcast. Mm-hmm. Why do you call it that? So it's, it's talking about comeback stories. Obviously, with me, I have a comeback story. I have a story that I got injured in a football game. A lot of people never expected me to get to where I'm at now. I actually walked onto this set. I saw that. Yeah. And, I, I, it was awesome yeah, to and, see that. Yeah, thank you. And, yeah. and you look good, man. I, I try. You do. I try. So are you getting still even more proficient at, at getting the hitch a little bit yeah, out so of the giddy-up? I'm getting a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was to run from a dog right now, I would, I would get caught. You okay. know? But I can run around the house with my kids. That's That was the biggest thing for me. I just wanted to be able to 
if my kids needed me to do something, run a while, help my wife, uh, I was available to do it. How old are your kids? I have an eight-year-old, and then my three-year-old's about to be four in January. Yeah. So you you literally are chasing kids around the yeah, house. Yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah, so. Yeah, we, we were all noticing that, and it was just, it's it's so great to see. I mean, how, how often, I mean, it's you just tell me if you don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, is it painful to talk about this? No, this, uh, now or? is not as bad. You know, mm-hmm. when it, it uh, it's five. It's been five years. December fourth is five years, so now it's a lot easier to talk about it. I would say a year after the injury, mm-hmm. two years with within two years of the injury, it was a little bit harder to talk. Who about. helped you get through it? I would say my family did a really good job. The Steelers really did a really good job, and just the people that my 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 teammates. One thing that everybody that was around me that they did a really good job of is always providing positivity to me. So I'm a very positive guy. You guys, TJ, I knew TJ a, a little bit. And Everybody knows him, and uh, so it's not surprising <laughs> for me to, sit, to hear you say yeah, that. Right? And he he can even tell you when we first met, like how just, I'm just a really positive guy. I, I like to smile. I like to joke around. Mm-hmm. Even when it's not a warranted, I, I like to joke around. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty positive through my injury, but mm-hmm. my family did a good job of if somebody's going to bring negative energy, if somebody didn't believe in what I was trying to do, we wouldn't even bring them around me. So the, I only only had positive people that only thought, you know, in my best interest around me, and I felt like that really helped me think and believe that I can overcome it. And and you are overcoming it, and it's great to, to see. Mm-hmm. And so when you look back on that day, what what do you think of, of that day? So it's so crazy because when I look back on that day, I, I have two different uh, – things that I think about. One of them is I was actually not supposed to play in that game. So I was hurt. So I, I hurt my ankle. Mm-hmm. I didn't practice one day in practice. I was a game time decision. Me and Coach Tomlin talked about it. So uh, sometimes I look back and I'm like, hey, if I didn't play in that game, what would happen? Mm-hmm. Right? But the thing is, it's also a blessing because I, I, when I did get hurt, it was a Monday night football game where millions of people were watching. I could have got hurt on a, on a Sunday game mm-hmm. at 1 o'clock where – Maybe only a million people are watching, or or two hundred thousand people are watching. More than two hundred thousand people, but you know what I Understood. mean. Understood. Yes. And so, just the, having the eyes on me when I got injured, that you know, that brings more people that pray for me. You know, more people that uh, just uh, I feel the more prayers uh, that happen, the more likely something is to happen. You know, so uh, I think it was a blessing uh, that I got hurt on the day I got hurt. But then when I also look back at it, it just oh man, this. It, it is a transition because my goal is to play football for 17 years. I wanted to be like Ray Lewis. And I, I don't mean like Ray Lewis in the fact of like playing like him, but just the longevity. Like he's a, he's a Hall of Famer. I wanted to be a Hall of Famer. Leader I, of men, leader, teammate yeah. that everyone looks up to and yeah. follows. And yeah, so that's that, that was my, my dream. So um, the biggest thing is it was just a change of, of life and a lifestyle after I got hurt. I've got Ryan Shazier here on the Rich Eisen show, and so your 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 show's talking about all sorts of comebacks, mm-hmm. right? Which is the biggest comeback you ever a part of, Ryan? I have the biggest comeback I've ever been a part of. Yes. So, uh, so I, it, it's two it's two comebacks, and I can I can I can I'm I'm gonna throw a shot at you right now for a second, but I'm okay. gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you I, it's fully I'm I'm ready for I'm, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. So one of them is the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. When we were down in the playoff game, I ended up ripping the ball out from Jeremy Hill. 
you know, oh, I remember that that game was over. Yeah, that game was essentially over. Toast. Yeah. yeah. And I, I ripped the ball out. I remember um, that. We haven't talked about that one on the podcast yet, but that's that's one of the biggest comebacks I've been part of. I'm sure Damashek will be very happy to <laughs> yeah. talk about that on the podcast. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that one. And then another one I would say I've been a part of that I'm happy that I'm not happy that I'm on the opposite end of it mm-hmm. was when my so when my freshman year, yes, we lost to the team of North. Uh-huh. And it was a nine year streak until y'all beat us again. So basically, mm-hmm. I was part of the one of the comeback for you guys because it took you guys nine years. What year was that? In 2011, the mm-hmm. last time you guys beat us until yeah. last year and this year. So right. we just talked about you guys and with Taylor Lewan last week on the show. Oh, Lewan is a is a good dude. Yeah, he is a good dude. All right. Well, I'm glad that you were part of that one, um, <laughs> I'm not. and I'm glad to have had the last two. Sir, any concern at all that this is now a, a, a changing tide, a maize and blue tide here? I mean, one is an outlier, two is a trend. Um, I don't know. If Forty points. I mean, I don't know if 40, two points, is a trend. Forty burgers each time. The uh, margin of victory gotten large, larger. You didn't see that one coming, did you? I, I, you, you know, I don't think coming. two is a trend. Okay. But, what is uh, two then? A couple. Just a couple <laughs> wins. You just got a couple okay. wins. Okay. Couple. Nine is a trend. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nine is a trend. Okay. All right, so you got seven more to go to where you're trending. Like Arson Judge. I don't, I don't know if nine is a trend, but I know it's trend, you're trending at nine. Well, so, we're, uh, we're, we're, I'll say we're feeling good. We're feeling good. And, you know, we're ranked second and Big Ten champs back-to-back years in a row. And, um, you know, your school backed in like your car in our parking lot moments wow. ago to oh. show up here. So, Ryan, can I see this? Yeah. Hey, you ask me anything you want. Ah, you right said, now. You were saying how right cold now. it was when you went to go visit Ohio State and you didn't like the cold, and yet once you got to the NFL, you were known for freezing temperatures, walking around pregame with no shirt on. So uh, how did you transition from someone who didn't like the cold question. to like being a guy who <laughs> had pants on when it's 20 degrees and that's it? Yeah, from Florida, so, uh, that's impressive. So the, the, so the thing is, it's a story behind this, mm-hmm. and the reason that I started doing that is because one day we were playing the Buffalo Bills and it was snowing like crazy. They delayed the game because they were trying to push the snow off the field. And like when, when you have turf and you're trying to snow the, the snow off the field, if you, if you push the pebbles the wrong way, yes. you have to like reposition or whatever. But it was so cold. It was like 18 degrees. Man. And I feel like I had the flu. I was really sick. I, I was super sick, and I, I'm, I'm wondering how this story ends up yeah. with your shirt off. Yeah, so, <laughs> this is why. So basically, so basically, I, I talked to I talked to my teammates, and I said, "Hey, so nowadays it's not as big of a deal, but the Steelers they were like, hey, the defense doesn't wear sleeves. Nobody on the defense wears sleeves because it shows toughness. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they get that from, but <laughs> I guess they say it shows toughness. So, so I was like, all right, cool." I'm not gonna wear sleeves, but this game in particular, it was my third year. I was like, "Hey, I'm feeling real sick. Like, I feel really bad. Like, I think I'm gonna need to wear sleeves because I just need to be as warm as possible." And it was like, "No, you're not gonna wear sleeves." And I was like, "I didn't have to. I probably should not even say nothing." But and just went out there with them. Sure. But I, I was like, "I was like, I, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm, wearing, I'm, I'm gonna wear sleeves." And James Harrison like, "Nah, you, you're James, like, <laughs> him, him." And like Cam and, and, and a few guys was like, hey, nah, we're going to find you five grand per sleeve. Per sleeve? Yeah, so that's $10,000. Yes, we can do the math easily. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. so, so I was like, I'm like, y'all going to find me five grand per sleeve? Like, this is ridiculous. 
And then uh, I went to Coach T, like 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 a little kid. I'm like, yo, Coach, they're tripping. Like, like this is snitching on them. And then he and he was like, he was like, yeah, whatever the defense says, like I'm rocking with it. So I'm like, are you serious? He backed their play. Yeah, he backed their play. So I was like, all right, cool. If if y'all not gonna let me wear sleeves, I'm just gonna go out here and warm up with no shirt off because if I have the flu and die out here, it's on y'all. So I'm just gonna warm so up. So out of spite, you took your shirt off. <laughs> yeah, so is, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I took my shirt off, and that looks kind of warm there. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I told him, I was like, "Yeah, if, like, I'm like, if I die out here, it's on y'all. Just give y'all heads up." So I went out there warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, I went out there and warmed up with them with no shirt on. We ended up beating them pretty bad. It was like we we, we didn't beat them like we we like we soundly beat them. It wasn't by like twenty right. points on them, but we beat them by like seventeen or fourteen. Yeah, and. People were like, it started going to news like Ryan Shazier warmed up and with no shirt on, 18 degree weather, and I did it again the week after because it just kept getting colder. And, and then it started like people started like, and then a guy after the game was like, man, it's it's cold as hell out here. Like, how are you out here with no shirt on? And I was like, we just played a whole game, like it was going back and forth and we just beat y'all and the first thing you come to me was like yo how did you warm up with no shirt off i was like yeah i'm mentally you mentally been thinking about this the whole game i'm like so if your head is thinking about me then you're not thinking about what you need to be thinking about so it's so now an advantage it's now and i was like if i get like a one or two percent advantage of you that's good enough in the nfl so it started out of spite and maintained due to a competitive advantage yeah and then i just started doing it and then i started seeing other people do it like the giants did it in green bay and all these other people doing it, but I, I, I did it first. Yeah, so. You were the trailblazer. <laughs> yeah, I was trailblazer. Um, what a way to start, man. Wow. What a way to do it. That yeah. is, how cold were you, though? No, no, I, I hated the cold weather. I, I actually, I absolutely hated it. Every moment of me being out there, I was like, this is freezing. But the one thing that it did help me with, yeah. is it did prepare me for what the weather was about to be like. Of course. Hey, I, I hated every moment of it, but I was warming up with my shirt off and getting used to it. But I was only out there for like five, 10 minutes. I wasn't out there for a long time. Isn't that amazing? You're from Florida, you go to Ohio State, and it's four degrees there. You say, I'll go there, and look what happened there. Yeah. And then you, you, your Steeler career, um, where where you do that out of spite. That it, I just, it's, <laughs> it's really wild how, how things happen. And it's really great to see you. It's great to see you getting around. It's just great to see you, period. It's great to see you doing media. It's great to see you being happy and being a dad, being a husband. It's just great all I, around, sir. I really appreciate really it. I'm, I'm really glad. I'm really glad to, you know, just to transition the way I've been transitioning. Uh, I have wonderful kids, wonderful family, and I'm trying to navigate the uh, media uh, waters like, sure. like you have. And Well, whatever you know, I can do to help. If you want to come on anytime, call in, give your thoughts, you're going to be part of the paparazzi. You're obviously great shape with Damashek in this pod. Uh, don't call it a, po- a comeback podcast where all podcasts are acquired. Are you going to be in Pittsburgh for Christmas Eve? You going to be there? Yes, I will. So I, that's an NFL Network game. It'll be me and the game day crew in the booth. So all right, I look forward to seeing you. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be there. I think I'm going to be at the game as well. They play the Raiders. Shirts on though, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's definitely on. Yeah, I get a lot colder now. I think because I'm getting older. <laughs> yeah, so. Yes, can confirm. Yeah. Can confirm, Ryan. Uh, great to see you. And I look forward you. to seeing you in a couple of weeks at that game. Uh, thank you. At Ryan Shazier on Twitter, at Shazier on Instagram. Don't call it a podcast. Uh, don't call it a comeback podcast. Roll. Podcasts are acquired. Don't go anywhere. There is some news out of Buffalo, New York. It is significant, and that's how we'll come back. Uh, 
Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. So news out of Buffalo, New York. It is not Odell Beckham Jr. related. But we'll get to that in a second. It's Von Miller related. He had a procedure on his injured knee, which was supposed to have not been a season-ending injury. It was supposed to be something less severe. But, I mean... They open his knee and they find a torn ACL and he's done for the year. Yeah. Buffalo Bills, it Man. was discovered he had an ACL tear during an exploratory surgery. How about them apples? So he's taking MRIs and it's either inconclusive or it was conclusive enough to, you know, figure something out. Exploratory surgery and it's like, hey man, you're done. What a bummer. Yeah. I mean, what a blow. Obviously, it doesn't mean the, the Bills are toast. <laughs> But what it means is you have a future Hall of Fame pass rusher who's been playing as such prior to a knee injury. And um, and he, he, he's, he's been their best uh, quarterback, pass pressure-er, and, and best pass rusher. And now he's done. And it, you know, it would definitely help to have him if you can hear you're bowling him downhill at Joe Burrow on uh, on the first of January no or doubt. back at Patrick Mahomes. Should you see him in the playoffs? That is a, a bummer. And um, I, however, uh, I'm assuming and I hope that he will just stick around once as he's rehabbing. What better place to rehab than around your friends and teammates for whom he provides so much inspiration and inf- information. Now, the question about Odell Beckham, is he going to um, Buffalo, New York? Is he going to Western New York? And we asked uh, Sean McDermott uh, yesterday, he was on the show, if he had any issues with not having him work out and trusting the process and having the medical staff take a look at things. And Jerry Jones, as we all know, went on the radio, said he's not comfortable with it. And then... I guess a very uh, leaky star over there talking about how (laughs) his knee... It's caused the Cowboys to think he wouldn't return until mid-January with significant action, and next year is really what you're signing him for right now. Odell Beckham Jr. tweeted out a chess pawn. That's it. About a half an hour ago. I don't know what that means. Yeah, no idea. It could mean many different things, that he's playing chess while he thinks everyone else is playing checkers. Or he, is he the Ding. pawn? Uh, I don't think so. I think he's playing chess right okay. now, and he's okay. letting everybody know that uh, whatever is going on behind the scenes, he's on it. That's the way I take that pawn piece. Or I agree with you. He's streaming the Queen's Gambit right here on Roku. <laughs> Could be that. 
Hey, Great show. You never know. Great show. I'm sure it's on Roku where he's streaming it. Other than that, uh, it's anyone's guess. Yeah. So, sure doesn't look like he's going to Dallas. And if he is sitting yeah. there, you know, enjoyed his visit, enjoyed hanging with the with the guys courtside watching Luca and Tim Hardaway Jr. of my fantasy team lighted up from three. <laughs> Um, like four straight right games of five three-point shots, including last night. I mention, should I mention I have Luca? Yes, you should. <laughs> he is uh, dynamite. He's good at number 77. not bad at basketball. Um, so he, he can't be pleased sitting here thinking that he's forced to play chess on social media because of what's going on behind the scenes and what's being put out there about his knee. Can't be terribly happy about that. Maybe the Bills do land him. Or there's another team, sort of like how the Padres put 360 mil on the table for Judge. Right. That there's another team out there playing chess with Odell right now that nobody's talking about. I did see Florio said, keep an eye on the Eagles. What if he shows up there? What? What if he shows up there? Oh, come on. Don't put that out there, Rich. I'm, I'm not. To, Can he play defense? Talk to Florio. <laughs> and give me his number. Can he play defense? What I do you mean? mean? Robert Quinn's out. Uh, I think they they looked pretty good um, on that side of the football against the Titans. Titans aren't good on offense. That's perhaps why the general manager got fired yesterday. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal's coming up, folks. And so is my power rankings. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, baby.